This week on Erotic Awakening, limits are not really limits. Mark of ownership and stopping to look at pictures. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As well as simply fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening. When? When? Right now. Right now. Hi, Dom. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about marks of ownership from a power exchange perspective. Ooh. We're also going to talk about limits, both in the BDSM and the uh, DS context of such. Okay. Uh, and also, I have a note that last time I told you to go look up a question of the day, you got stuck looking at the pictures on the BDSM <laughs> I did. Site. I got stuck on Reddit. And I don't do a lot on Reddit, usually. I don't do a lot on a lot of sites. But um, I got scrolling through there and it's like pictures and topics and yeah (laughs) so let's start off with our question of the day right off the bat dawn uh what do you think is an appropriate level an appropriate mark of ownership in a power exchange relationship and here we're talking about not your well let's how about for your common dom sub we play together once in a while mark of ownership probably a collar that you take on and off Sure. When you're playing. Yeah, Yeah, that's reasonable. So I could see that. If it was just a playtime relationship, some sort of play collar. How about a, and and that's really all I wanted to do with that one, but what about a power exchange relationship where we're thinking more of a, more of a 24-7 relationship like you and I have, more of a master-slave or owner property or something like that? Not something that's part of a Velcro collar syndrome, right? Correct. So you're planning on actually investing the time and creating a relationship out of mm-hmm. this, right? Yep. So we're thinking forever, even though we know forever doesn't always happen. Go on. Thinking maybe? Okay. So, because that kind of um, changes things because it's like um, if it is for a long-term relationship, you know, you've got a tattoo like I've got. Mm-hmm. You've got, um, well, I guess you've got the more permanent collars, Right? What are they called? Um, the steel ones that you can't get undone without right, the, a certain piece of equipment. Uh, for that, not only the eternity, eternity collars, which yeah. is uh, takes, and it's not really a certain piece of equipment. It's a simple hex screw in the back. Oh. Um, but also, but I wouldn't be able to to do it. <laughs> correct. No, no, uh, and certainly something like Slave Bat had, where she had this wrist collar that she couldn't. Right. You know, she was not able to take it off. Right. In case of emergency, it had to be chopped off. It right. was a, a thick wire. Mm-hmm. Like um, a cable mm-hmm. sort of thing. So you've got tattoos, you've got jewelry that's but do you even to put, get off. Do you put jewelry and tattoos in no. the same? Mm-mm. So regardless of the fact that you actually have a tattoo, mm-hmm. would you recommend a tattoo? It depends. Because a lot of people say they won't get a tattoo because if there ever was a breakup, it would just be sad. Mm-hmm. And for me... You and I have done so much, and you've helped me out so much, and our relationship has meant so much that even if we broke up, it would be hard. Well, we've got our first caller on the podcast. <laughs> that would be neat. It's going to keep ringing, too. I'm going to grab that call. Stay right there. So my thinking is, I don't think I would recommend a permanent a tattoo Yeah. for anyone. And I understand what you're saying, right? That you're you're saying that your tattoo would be a representation of our relationship mm-hmm. that you would carry forward. Right. Um, you'd start off with the question of the day saying, oh, you mean like a permanent relationship? And, uh, boy, I tell you, my old uh, 
old Buddhism nature is because well, relationships aren't permanent. No, but there's different styles of relationships, right? Um, do you go into all of your DS relationships thinking that they're forever or are some of them limited? I expect them to be limited. Okay. Do you expect the one with me to be limited? No. So there's a difference, right? So maybe not forever, but we're going into it as if it's something we plan on doing forever. Granted, but we never know either, right? I certainly right. didn't expect uh, Slave Bat to be a two-year relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't. I had no real expectations of it. And and as Cat is loves to remind me, I didn't expect her to last more than six months, right? So I don't know that I. You you can't put a time on these things. Okay, so no tattoos. I personally, if someone came to me and said, Dan, I'm thinking about getting my, I'm put, thinking about putting a slave tattoo on my slave. Mm-hmm. I would, first question I would say is, okay, cool. I'm glad, that's great that you can afford to pay for that. Right. Because if you can't afford to buy your slave a tattoo, you don't get to mark anybody for permanent ownership, in mm-hmm. my opinion. <laughs> um, the second thing I would say would be, how long have you guys been together? And if they said six months or a year, well, I don't know. Who am I to fucking judge that shit, right? If somebody said, Dan, would you do it? I'd say, no, nah, I don't know. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's, uh, it's tricky. But you let me do mine. Yeah, but we were all pink cloud in love, and it was a great idea. But it was still after the collaring, so we'd still been together for a year and a half, two years? Maybe? Something like that. The only way that I would represent another, that I would suggest it's a good idea, is if you had a tattoo mm-hmm. and you had your own tattoo. Oh, see, now I want to go get a tattoo. I'm going to put it over here. Because <laughs> right. I got a tattoo over here, right? Right. I put it over here. Is my tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. And then some symbol of each of the people in my life that's significant within that tattoo. Because that does what you were saying, right? That represents right. that they are a significant part of my story. Right. But not the entire story. Okay. So are you going to cross them out as they wander away like you've threatened to do? No, I'm not <laughs> going to do that one. But it would be really interesting. And now I'm, I'm cultivating this tattoo idea mm-hmm. is a book, mm-hmm. right? And each person who influences my life in a significant way gets to be a chapter in the book. How far back are you going? Uh, First well, wife number one? As far <laughs> as memory goes, so no, no, I, would, I don't know. Um, so you have tattoos, collars, mm-hmm. you, you're wearing a collar right now, your day collar, which stays on all the time. We also have more of a uh, formal collar when mm-hmm. we go out at night. Yep, I've got rings, the, those O-rings, you used to have an O-ring for a an long O-ring. time. Um, I've got uh, the tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do piercings. Right? So mm-hmm. some people do the nipple piercings with the chain from nipple to nipple. Some people do the whole hood nipples and that whole thing. Some people wear a belt. I know one um, one slave that even after her master passed, she still wears her chain belt. Huh. So, you know, that, that was a, a permanent thing on her. So that's a great way to look at these marks of ownership, right? Mm-hmm. If the relationship ended because of a bad breakup, and, right. and and you and I have to acknowledge, we could still have a bad breakup, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, is that something you would still want to wear and or have on your body? And the other one is if the relationship ended due to the passing of a partner, mm-hmm. is that something you would still want to wear? Well, I know someone, I know someone, um, uh, someone from our house passed and his slave 
she's got all kinds of symbols on her back and her tattoo that um, say slave and has her slave number and has his name and all kinds of stuff in there. And she's actually glad she got it before he passed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a good reminder to her of their relationship. I am. See, I've always had an issue. You know, sometimes you see the pickup trucks with on the back. Uh, <laughs> right. I know what you're going to say. You know, in loving memory of yeah. Harold. Oh, that's from, not what I thought you were going to say. Okay. Yeah. From 2002 to 2006, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're, they're remembering a person who's passed away. Right. Not like remembering David Bowie. Right. But somebody who is important in their life. Mm -hmm. And I always look at that and I think, you know, that would prevent wouldn't that i know i don't know i've not had to deal with that exact situation but wouldn't that prevent you from getting over from properly mourning doesn't that leave you stuck in that land of mourning hasn't with her so i don't know so I that is know. something I else i would that. consider what i thought you were going to say was you know all those trucks that say get her done and the people that got the tattoos <laughs> that say get her done and now people regret it right you know there is that as well but tattoos can be covered up at some point as sure. well, you know, or blended in with something else. Mine definitely could, right? Because of the way it's done in vines. Mm -hmm. So it could definitely be worked into something else. But now there is a marking that is harder to work into something else if things go kaplooey. And that's a branding. And I really wanted a branding and then we decided on the tattoo. Yeah, and, and the branding, would you call a branding a middle ground between a tattoo and a piece of jewelry? I think a branding is even more hardcore than a tattoo. But not all brandings are permanent. I like a Violet Wand branding, not necessarily permanent. But you think of cows that are branded. That's pretty damn permanent. Sure. <laughs> you oh, take yeah, yeah, a yeah, piece yeah. of metal and, you know, sear their skin. So, but no, if you did um, like a paperclip branding, like mm -hmm. we were talking about, or... Um, uh, the Violet Wand brandings where they use, I think it's the gel that they catch on fire or something like that. No, not all of those are permanent, permanent, but could be. Right. Right. And you don't know how the body's going to heal. So you could end up with all kinds of marrings on it, you know, or blotches that you didn't expect. So it's permanent. The other aspect of marks of ownership that we haven't talked about is, you know, the actual process of getting the mark. Mm -hmm. Right. The fact that getting that branding is very painful. And getting that tattoo can be very painful. And that mm -hmm. can, as part of a ordeal. Right. Right. Not only am I claiming you, mm -hmm. I'm making you go through an ordeal. And I've seen people do that with cuttings. Mm -hmm. Cuttings are pretty damn permanent, too. Yeah. So, you want to know what my, my uh, uh, secret mark of ownership is? Sure. I put a, uh, and this helps for people who are actually viewing on the video, is you put a little scar right there. Yeah. Right, right underneath. The uh, jawbone is where mm -hmm. I'm pointing to for those people. So very subtle, very small jar, scar under the jar, jawbone. That's your mark of ownership? No, that would, that's my secret <laughs> mark of ownership that I've never I'm done. Like, I don't have one. <laughs> because one, it's very subtle. Right. Right. When you're having a face-to-face -face conversation with somebody, they're probably not going to notice it. Because it's under. Yeah. So Secondly, a, 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 for uh, male or female body people, a bit of... Makeup, what do you call the foundation stuff? Yeah, foundation. foundation. Mm -hmm. Easily covers it, right? But the flip side is it's also, you know, this kind of thing when you're taking care of yourself in the shower, in the bath, mm -hmm. you know, where you are paying close attention, you would notice. Yeah, I kind of like that. And it could be part of an ordeal yeah. where you strap somebody down and take the scalpel. The flip and, side is, yeah, right? I don't even, I don't know that's a legitimate way to do it. That's why it's, that's why I've never actually done that, right? Huh. I'm not a medical expert. I don't know if you could do a scar like that and have it stick and. 
take the dog and have her scratch me during a bath. Look at that scar. All right. <laughs> That's probably what it would look like. I'm not involving the dog in my market ownership. <laughs> no, I but it does. It does. Yeah, it does work. If you would like to tell us what your dog scarring <laughs> looks like or cat scratch fever, you can comment us on the eroticawakening.com website. There you will find other ways to contact us as well as where we will be presenting past podcast episodes, LinkedIn newsletter, and other junk. Uh, you can also follow us on FetLife. Find us as the owners of the FET group Erotic Awakening. So prior to getting into our topic of the day, Dawn, did you mm-hmm. know uh, I recently signed up for the family premium Spotify? Mm-hmm. You have to show me how to use it. And what it does is, is it lets you have everybody in your household, up to five people, be on the same Spotify account. Nice. Very poly-friendly mm-hmm. if you all live in the same spot. So mm-hmm. you, me, and Karen can share the same Spotify account, which is funny because we also share the same Hulu? other. I was, I was <laughs> going to say, I don't know if we're supposed to be sharing the Hulu account, so I wasn't going to say that in case Hulu's watching. Oh, but it's watching. in the house. The only time I watch it's on her TV. <laughs> Good save. Thank you. Um, and apparently you can do that with Amazon Prime. You can share where you each have your own account, yeah. but, you have, but you're sharing a single that. prime. I still have to learn how to do that so you'll stop seeing what I order you. Yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas, by the way. Are we going to record again before Christmas? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. If not, happy, merry, whatever. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and all that lovely stuff. Yes. Uh, what's the one they celebrate on um, Futurama? I don't know. <laughs> um, happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa Bot. Kwanzaa Bot. Yes. Uh, which is a real holiday. Just the fact that they have a, a robot for it in Futurama is the point. Uh, so we are on Spotify. This podcast mm-hmm. is now on Spotify. Nice. I like that. It's not nice, really, because I was no? listening to, I normally listen to Spotify at work, and I was listening to the podcast at work. So Oops. now when people come out to my desk, they can see I'm listening to Erotic Awakening. Oops. Just not what I really was going for there. <laughs> not really. Though we, what, didn't somebody tell us that he started a new job and his headphones unplugged a couple of times while he was yes. listening to the podcast? Oops. <laughs> so before we get into our topic, do you want to talk more sexual bucket list? We are almost yes. wrapped up on this. Yes. We are currently on a score of 42 to 48, and we have 14 questions left to go. And number one question, ready? I'm not going to look. Yep. Okay. Have you ever had cyber sex with a foreign hottie? Cyber sex with a foreign hottie. Yes. Have I ever had cyber... Nope. No, because... And the reason why is, is that I've had um, foreign hotties reach out to me and tell me they're from other places and stuff like that. But I'm not interested in cyber sex because there's no possibility of meeting them. So you've never in my done... head, there's no possibility of meeting Are you saying them. you've never done cyber sex? Oh, I've done cyber sex. All right, thank you. So, but <laughs> as far as I know, they're local or there is a possibility of meeting them if I wanted to. And, and I have to say the same thing. The cyber sex I've done have been with people that I know. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe people I've never actually had actual sex with, but still people that I know. Yeah. So, no, well, on like IRC and stuff, way back in the old days. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would cyber sex there, but I was usually in like an Ohio channel or a BBW channel, you know, something that was kind of, sort of possible to maybe sure. meet them at some point. Sure. So it was a way of flirting more than just cyber sex. Whereas if it was, I don't know, if it was somebody that's in a foreign land, I mean, I've, I've got people from... Um, Greece and stuff like that that have written me before that just want a cyber sex mm-hmm. and it's just not fulfilling to me. Um, so if you podcast listeners would like to help us get a point to this one, <laughs> we just did 
have a new subscriber from Denmark. Oh, we did. Yeah. So that would be awesome. How about where six inch... Wait, wait, wait. Have I cyber sexed with... Who is he from Australia? They used to send us a lot of stuff. Uh, Bungie. Yes. Have I? No. No. Flirted? Yes. Have you had... <laughs> a little bit. A little, uh, maybe. And uh, wear six-inch stilettos while having sex. No. <laughs> Have you? No. <laughs> and that's going to mean we're not getting this one either. While wearing your six-inch stilettos while having sex, did you have you... Dig them into your partner's chest while he fucks you. No. <laughs> Six-inch stilettos. I would kill myself in six-inch stilettos. You would the kill closest, me if you dug right? them into my chest. <laughs> the closest I've come to wearing six-inch stilettos is when we did the photo shoot at the room. Mm-hmm. And you were sitting at, like, the desk. And I was kneeling under the desk, right? And I had bare feet. And someone's like, no, no, you can't have bare feet. And they stuck their shoes on my feet right. after I was already kneeling. Yes. I did not have to stand up in them. <laughs> did not have to actually walk in right. them. Uh, okay, so we're not doing well today so far. Uh, Dawn, have you ever tried out the whole chastity belt thing? No. No, me neither. No, I haven't worn one nor put one on somebody. Agreed. Same. Play with an unconventional toy. All the ding, time. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Finally, we got a point for that one. Ugh, like an ice dildo. What? You've used ice on me before. It wasn't a dildo, but it was a popsicle. Did I put a condom on it? No, it's sugar-free. Oh. <laughs> wow. Glad you remember that one. Uh, yeah, okay. we lived in Dublin at the time. I, I remember being in front of the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> I would highly recommend, though, for those that want to try an Mm -hmm. ice dildo to make sure to, if it's just ice, right, you don't have to worry about the sugar in it, and it's just ice, Vaseline that puppy. It will stick to your skin just like a tongue sticking to a a post. Good Christmas story reference. Right. Yes, for the season. (laughs) Vaseline it up. Speaking of the Christmas story, let's tell tell you a little safety (laughs) tip about dildos. Ice dildos. (sighs) Ice, baby. Yeah, I was going to say, now I got that song stuck in my head. Ice, ice, dildo. By the way, he's still around. Is he? Yes. According to Spotify, he has a new album. Really? I can't. I told Spotify, why would you tell me that? What makes you think I would care? (laughs) What in your music have you listened to? Right. What do you think? Um, So, Don, I would say we're just about ready to get, well, let me put a check mark next to that. We do have some new subscribers to the newsletter. We do. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know that I can pronounce. Oh, honeysuckle. It's just spelled funny. Okay. Honeysuckle from, from Georgia. And mm, speaking of Denmark, mm, Mette? Met? 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 M E T T E. How do you from pronounce Denmark. that? Denmark. I don't know how you pronounce that. I don't know. I'd say Met, but it could be Metty. Could be. <laughs> Don, the Erotic Awakening podcast is, and Dan and Don, are directly supported by you. He says, pointing at the camera. (laughs) Our friends and listeners, head over to the Erotic Awakening. I almost went into Shatner there. Head over to the Erotic Awakening (laughs) website and click on the Support Us on Patreon button to toss us as little as a dollar a week to keep the podcast going. 
Or Actually, it's a dollar a month for folks. Yeah, sake. it's a dollar a month. Or kick in a bit more and get access to the secret Facebook group, free books, and Kickstarter cards, or even one-on-one time with Dan and Dawn. And I, am, I think that's us, right? That now. is us. Okay. And I'm actually going to start putting um, some video content out there, like the spanking class that we did not mm-hmm. too long ago. We actually have video of that. Oh, nice. I'm going to put that out for our Patreon Nice. peoples. That's not of my butt, though. It's not? I Who don't the hell think do I know who we spanked. Oh, well, good enough <laughs> for me. Spanked. Patreon it was listeners. It was, it was too close after my surgery, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, we yeah. Couldn't, couldn't put me up on the bench. Okay, I believe that takes us through all the... You know, some people who have been watching the videos said, you know, I was surprised that you guys actually have paper notes that you go over real for this Oh, thing. absolutely. You would think we'd have some of this memorized by now, but not so much. Uh, I'm, I'm getting old. Or... <laughs> Somebody on my uh, friend feed today said, I'm about to turn 40, and the AARP is coming after me. At 40? Yes. I told them those bastards have been after me for years, <laughs> and I keep telling them, get off my lawn. Uh, do you want to talk about your little tentacle link before we get into our topic? Do I have a tentacle link? You have a little, uh, you know, who cares? Because Kayubi sent frosted and sprinkled boobs. Nice. Why am I not seeing my tentacles? There it is. So, and, oh, Jay sent an octopus ring holder. Which is exactly what an octopus should do, yeah. is hold up oh, all your rings. Oh, and I forgot to put on the notes, but I did not forget. Johnny Jackhammer mm-hmm. sent me oh my God. an episode of the Bondage Fairies. Yes. <laughs> and that was the, was that the one that you remember uh-huh. from your younger days? Yes, it is. So, <laughs> I, and and uh, I will claim that the other one is for me, uh, and I don't even want to take it out of the cover. The cover is so pretty. Oh yeah, and hot, it but really is pretty. <laughs> I am taking it. I will not. I will not soil the magazine, <laughs> so to well, speak. Well, I can't guarantee the same for Bondage Fairies, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of funny because I keep thinking my um, my my uh, kink, my fetish is tentacles and mm-hmm. tentacle sex. But I'm gonna tell you what the the whole point of that is is that tentacles are beasty and they just take and grab and do what they want, mm-hmm. right? So Aliens works as mm-hmm. well, right? So as a matter of fact, I'm reading some hot-ass alien sex books right now. You are. And, <laughs> and um, but the bondage fairies, there's, there's like bugs and spiders and spider webs and all this type of stuff. And, you know, and they're all used in naughty, naughty ways. And that's hot, too. Oh. <laughs> they're creatures. I doing... really thought you were going a different direction with <laughs> <No>. that. <laughs> it's pretty hot. So, do the, to, to the spider legs have little cocks on the end of them? Or are they just legs? They're just legs. <laughs> so they fuck you furry. <laughs> furry legs. Let's move on. Thank you, Johnny Jackhammer <laughs> and the Sequential Sex Podcast. If we do start a new podcast, we could call it Fuck You Furry. Ooh. We're not doing that. <laughs> We're not starting any new podcast. No. Um, well, then again, if the Patreon thing goes fantastic, we will do whatever you want. Don, did you know the Fuck You Furry podcast <laughs> is higher rated than Erotic Awakening? <laughs> no, it can't be. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Bob, Podbean, or wherever you listen, or just tell your friends. <gasps> tell your friends. And with that, oh, so this was originally a question of the day. Okay, do you want me to read it? Uh, feel free. So, okay. So um, this was sent to us, and it says, I've been chatting to a dominant who has quite a bit of training and experience. We've just been talking about limits, limits, and my suggestion was that if a submissive suggests a hard limit, then it is a no-go no matter what. 
unless they later change their mind and allow it as a soft limit or an all access. But this dominant has suggested that a hard limit, even though it's something a submissive does not like or want in any way, can still be used in play as punishment if the submissive has submitted themselves to said dominant. I personally disagree with this and feel and believe that this has gone beyond the submissive's trust and boundaries and should not be used as threat for behavior. Now, we posted this to our secret mm-hmm. uh, podcast group that our Patreon subscribers are on. And uh, Wendy, our, one of our local favorites, responded by saying that uh, they believe, or I don't know if this was um, from her perspective or from her partner's perspective. Anyway, they believe that in their relationship, limits are hugely important. And I think it is, um, what is their scene name, for gosh sakes? I remember your human name. I I don't remember remember your human name. name. I'm going to say MX. MX is sticking in my head. Okay. Um, Relationship limits are hugely important on both sides of the slash. I don't know what her limits are on my behavior and other expectations. How am I supposed to properly serve? And if... It is important that I am honest, honest and important that we're honest about what our limits are, be hard or soft, so that somebody can be a proper master to you. Um, if I don't like to be touched, I need to make that, ex- that known and to what level. Knowing hard and soft limits is a part of our negotiations and therefore very important to us. So Dawn, quickly, before we get any further along, what is a limit? What is a limit? In a power a exchange limit. perspective. A hard limit or soft limit? Um, I think a soft limit can actually be negotiated at some point. A hard limit, not negotiable. So, like, um, if I said gunplay is a hard limit, that means I don't do gunplay. Don't even try to renegotiate it with me, right? Um, that's a limit. So I may bring it up later and say, you know, maybe that's not a hard limit anymore, blah, 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 and whatever. But um, for me, a hard limit is you don't cross it. Mm -hmm. Soft limit can be something that's like, you know, I really don't want to do that now. Maybe something later. Maybe we can talk about it later Mm -hmm. or something like that. So, but... um, So give me some some examples. A limit is a... Is specific around either an activity or it could be, well, is it always around an activity or an action? You could have a limit that says, I have a hard limit about Facebook. Don't post any of our power exchange stuff to Facebook. Right. Or Uh, poly stuff. Right. Or, yeah. So that can be a limit as well. People think of limits just as a sense of play. Right. But they can also be boundaries on your lifestyle connection Mm -hmm. as well. Um, I have had, I currently have. We're not using that terminology, but I've certainly had hard limits around people's finances, mm-hmm. right? I have a slave in, uh, in a power exchange relationships, 24-7 service. If I say, take off your top and go running through the space, mm-hmm. I expect you to do so. Right. But within the hard limit, there's her finances. That was her parameter, her area, right. her career. Her right? child. Uh, children, right? right? That can, or now, not always people are like that, right? Sometimes right. in a total power exchange, right? Everything mm-hmm. is on the board, right? Right. But it all gets negotiated. So, but if I say a hard limit is something and then that's used as punishment for me? But what if it's, yeah, certainly, I, I totally agree with that. If, if something is on your hard limit list, that doesn't mean that it's 
a go-to for punishment, or right. that it should even be used for punishment. I think what they're saying here is, what if you said, I have a hard limit on tickling? Which I do. But I tickle you on occasion. But that's different. That's not in scene play. Mm. You know? You and I joke around mm -hmm. with that, but in scene play, not. So, absolutely was a hard limit. So maybe it's now a soft limit with you, but I'm not gonna let anybody else tickle me. They're liable to get kicked in the face. I'm trying to think, how about religious play? Do you have any attachment to religious play? I don't think so. Okay, good, we'll use that as an example okay. then. When we started our relationship, let's say for example, you said, oh, I have a hard limit of religion play. And mm -hmm. the reason I have a hard limit of religion play is because religion is something that's been used against me uh, in the past, mm -hmm. right? I came from a very devout Buddhist family you know, <laughs> right. And I want to let go of all, you know, I don't want that shit brought in. Mm -hmm. Right. Could you not make an argument that a good master in a long-term power exchange relationship might introduce some religion play to help you get over that issue? I could see that if it's a long-term power exchange relationship, that doesn't feel like what they're talking about here mm -hmm. though. So, but I would still want it discussed or now see with you I've given you blanket consent right so but still bestiality is a hard limit I can never see you introducing that going against a hard limit okay let's play with that one but okay if I was to whisper into your ear dirty little things about a Doberman fucking you mm -hmm. is that still within lines of the hard limit damn it depends Right? So, because it's like, why is that a hard limit? So... Oh, but, but does that matter? I think so. Very, see, all right, so let's chew, okay. let's chew so, this one. Go, yeah, because I'm, I'm wanting to chew this one a little bit because, yeah. all right, so let's say incest play. Okay. Hard limit. Okay. For reasons. Mm hmm And... Then master decides to go play with that to fix his submissive, mm -hmm. right or wrong. In the words you've just given me, right? Wrong. Okay. What would make it right, though? Well, now we have to little uh, very. Now we have to step through that a little bit, right? What if during play, um, the master says, and in this case, we'll put the submissive as a male-bodied person. Okay. Um, you're such a good boy. You're such a good little boy. Mm -hmm. Suck daddy's dick. Good little boy, mm -hmm. right? Does that, let's take off the suck daddy's dick part, right? Okay. You're a good little boy, right? right. Uh, we see that in power exchange a lot. People say, oh, you're a good, what a good girl, mm -hmm. right? Is that a betrayal of a hard limit or is that just a language I, thing? I talk with people. I actually tell them that they can say good girl. They cannot say good little girl. Okay. Because I've learned myself enough. So... But if someone does that just to push me, they're gonna lose me. Right. That's why, so in that scenario, in some of these scenarios, we have to step back and say, what is the intent? Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't mean it's okay. Right. But there, we have an intent of, I've, I've, I've said something which I speak normally, that you, that it bounces into your hard limits. Mm -hmm. My intent was not to do incest play. My intent was simply to right. have a conversation, to say, oh, good, good girl, whatever. Right. Uh, and it's so fucking weird to me that that's so acceptable in porn now. 
And I don't know how long it's been that way, but it just... Oh, do they say little? Not something? necessarily little, but... Right. Well, yeah. Well, no. Daddy. Everybody's daddy oh, yeah. now. Fuck me, daddy. It's such yeah. a... I don't know what... Maybe it's always been there and I haven't noticed it. We're getting off track. Right. I think for myself... Right, chop through this first... This specific question. Um, this dominant suggested that a hard limit, even though it is something submissive does not want or like in any way, can be used as plain punishment. If the submissive... Blah, blah, blah. No. You're wrong. You're a rotten dominant. The point of a hard limit is a trust builder. Right. You can do anything you want with me. Right. With the exception of this very clearly defined hard limit list. And because it's a hard limit doesn't mean that it's a good thing to be... If that's all you can come up with for punishment, go back to dom school. Right. Oh, because there's so many other ways. And, and I want to apologize in case we've said any triggering words. We oh, may yeah. need to put a trigger warning on here or something. But um, just because we were given examples. But, um, yeah, if I give someone a hard limit, you know, and I'm, t I'm trying to think of like, like you, you've earned my trust. Tickling now, I know what your intent is. So now it's fun with you, right? If I give a hard limit to someone else that I'm playing with, let's say um, the person from here that I usually do whip scenes with. Mm -hmm. And I've told him up front, no tickling, hard limit. Right. And he comes in and says, I'm going to tickle you anyway and tickles me, mm -hmm. I won't play with them again. Sure. You know, it is not to be used for, it's not to be used against me. It's not to be used with me at all. And in right? that situation, in a play situation, you shouldn't be talking about hard limits anyway. You right. do it in the opposite. Right. Here's what I want to do during our scene. Depending on who it is, because we talk about negotiation. That's good. That's, that's very true. Right. There because, are some scenes we do where I, I do the opposite. You're quite right. correct. Because we do what we call the river scene, which is like a whip scene. You have... This is what I want. This is where I'm going. Yeah. And then we talk about something that's bigger where we kind of give. And I do play that way more play, on. Yeah. All in the middle. So. Good point yeah. there. All right. So. I would have to take this. Ah, God. So my only experience, direct mm -hmm. experience with this. Right. See, I think it's different if you're going to do a, you're in this long term power exchange relationship and you're trying to do something to help. The submissive slave get passed. I have an example for okay. you. Okay. So um, pictures, mm -hmm. taking pictures, right? So I had a limit of no photography. Hard or soft, for clarity's sake. <sighs> it's been so long ago, I don't remember. Yeah, and we may not have that language at that time. We may not have had that language at that time, but you knew that was um, something that really could have triggered me. So, mm -hmm. so it may not have been expressed as a hard or soft limit, because like you said, we may not have had that language 18 years ago, right? but you knew it was a trigger potential. So, and you waited until there was trust built and then brought it into it. And when you stepped on that landmine, which is what happened, and I froze, you also dealt with that. So you were the person that even though you tried it <laughs> and I froze, you were able to work me through it. I and now I enjoy it. Yes, I remember the situation. Very yes, well. yeah. My see, my only uh, direct um, remembrance of where I've specifically I've had, and this was not you. This was a, one of our one of the submissives that I had mm -hmm. who said, "Here, I have this very clear hard limit," mm -hmm. and I, in my arrogance, mm -hmm. pushed through that hard limit mm -hmm. to get to the chewy, vulnerable center. Right, and. Did not deal with it well, dealt with it poorly, mm -hmm. and caused more harm than good. 
Mm-hmm. So I can only speak from my own experience. Uh, welcome to being a real human being. Um, I've had one situation where someone gave me a clearly defined hard limit. I pushed through that hard limit, and I, and we both paid a price for that. Me and the submissive. It was a poor idea. Yeah. We talk about you know if I have a hard limit of um, having pictures of me in uh, a BDSM context mm-hmm. posted on FetLife. Right. Right. Say, oh, that's my hard limit. I don't want any pictures on FetLife. Right. Could then our our dominant say, oh, I'm going to punish you. I'm going to post a picture of you on According FetLife. According to what he's saying here, right. hell, he could post it on FetLife, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't trust this attitude at all. I would have too much fear with this. That um, if I say, like I said, bestiality is a hard limit. Not only is he going to whisper in my ear. He's going to blindfold me and bring something in. Yeah. He's going to totally, and to me, that's just so damaging. You know, people should be allowed to have their limits, even if they are submissive or a slave. So what happens is, hopefully, as the relationship progresses, you have two options here. It could well be this master dude, you've got a limit against religion play, but he's really into religion play. Mm -hmm. All right, your option one is he can go do religion play with someone else. Right. Um. If the situation is that you are coming to the relationship with this hard limit about religion play, mm-hmm. but you also want healing, mm-hmm. I think there is room for a time while we are sitting at, not in the dungeon, but we're right. sitting at the kitchen table with our Cheerios, mm-hmm. where we have this conversation. a lot of stuff over Cheerios. Where we have this conversation. <laughs> is it time that we want to discuss how this could work? Right. Right. A lot of the limits that we've gotten past, mm-hmm. specifically, you know, to, by choice, have come up not because we've said, okay, time to start talking about so and so play. Right. It's more of something's come up that we've seen. And right. We, and you've made a comment like, oh, that's kind of hot. And that's like, huh, oh, that, that's off the list. Should mm-hmm. we put it back on the list? Shall we approach putting it back on the list? Mm-hmm. And often the, ty- the answer is no. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the answer is, um, I'm okay with the idea of moving it to a soft limit. Yeah, and I think that's usually what happens is, is that something started out as a hardcore, oh, hell no, right? And then became a, well, maybe, mm-hmm. after talking about it. And to me, that's when it starts becoming a soft limit, right? Is It was a hard limit of absolutely not. And I can't even think of anything except maybe the photography or something. And, um, oh, definitely and a then, photography thing. And then turned into a, well, maybe I'll try it for you, which to me is an okay response, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I'll try it for you, which means you could talk about it a little bit more, and it could mean that I'm, I'm maybe okay with it with you because we've built that trust, right? So it doesn't mean that I'm okay with doing it with anybody, sure, right? Sure. It's, it's with you. So and, um, and now I have gigs of pictures of me fucking you. <laughs> Live right? photos. Maybe that's what we should offer Video, our Patreon. All kinds of stuff. Subscribe right. to throw a little and it's dollar and see what. Super hot, right? And I it's super hot. Agree. And you know what? And some some of these limits could be things that we do find hot, but because of our past or whatever, they've become limits of no, I shouldn't find that hot because this happened. Or no, I shouldn't find that hot. So in time, they could become sure. soft limits. There are some things, though, that to me will probably always, I know they'll always be a hard limit. What about scat? Scat's been on our hard limit play forever. Sorry for the look. 
Some people dig it. We've Some been to classes. Absolutely do. No, I have not been to a class. I have. We've been run from classes. <laughs> We've run okay, from to be classes. fair. But, <laughs> but that is for not some people. It's, right. That's not like necrophilia or mm-hmm. bestiality or or plays that feel intrinsically wrong or that violate clear. God, I can't even say necrophilia and violates anyone's consent. Let's not go down there. But anything, you know, it's not something that is intrinsically long, wrong. It's not ethically wrong. It doesn't right. cause harm. Right. It's just something that we don't find appealing. Right. Is that something that you could see if the situation came up that it's legitimate to move from hard to soft? Legitimate? Yes. Do I ever see it happening with me? No. Right. And <laughs> I guess the point there is you are certainly...